Hello, thank you for joining us. My name is Gus, and this is a Friendly Reminder podcast. It's your weekly friendly reminder of what's going on around the world, in our lives, and everything in between. I'm once again going to be your host for the evening, and as always, joining me today are my dear friends. Daniel, how are you today? I'm good. I'm just... (laughs) crazy stuff happened today i'm just trying to get a sense of it all but we're just in the past since we've had our last episode there was an election and also an uprising (laughs) several other things oh my god i'm good yeah hold hold your horses we'll get up we'll get to all of that but before that sam how are you today i'm doing pretty good how are you ah you know i'm living trying to live but thank you for asking. And listeners, I'd like you to welcome for the first time our brand new guest, Totes. How are you today? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm doing great. You know, slightly depressed, slightly anxious. I think that's just how most people are feeling. So, <laughs> but I'm smiling through it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 2021, huh? It's it's been a long year. <laughs> Next year is going to be better. Next year is going to be better. You know, it's been a long year. We can make it through it, though. I mean, it, it'll be it'll be over before we know it. You know, it's it's been about a week since that event happened, or about six days. And you would think since those six days, I've been able, I would be able to come up with the words uh, of how to describe my feelings of what happened and describe exactly what's going to happen in the future. But really, the only words that I have right now are, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck, people? What the fuck, America? Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? We lived through all of 2020, all miserable 365, 366, because I think it was a leap year, 366 days for this bullshit, for this bullshit. I am livid and I've been livid since the 6th of January. I know our listeners, you know what we're talking about, and we're talking about what should not be called anything but an armed insurrection on the U.S. Against Capitol. Donald Trump's Twitter account by Twitter for banning it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was incited and it was encouraged by the president of the United States. Armed insurrectionists marched to the U.S. Capitol, uh, invaded the U.S. Capitol, uh, broke through. Uh, they were armed with uh, with tear gases. They were armed with um, knives, what, what, what baseball those, like, bats, knives, all kinds of things. Like I think some of them actually had handcuffs. weapons. Yeah, uh, zip ties, uh, the, tasers for sure. The U.S. Capitol had to be evacuated in the middle of the whole procedure of, of when Congress certifies the, the Electoral College. The whole thing was an attempt to overturn the election, to say that your votes didn't count and our votes do. And it was an embarrassment. It was one of the worst things I've seen in my life. And I've lived a fairly long life. 
and I was in shock. And you know what? The, the thing about it is that I was in shock while I, while I watched it happen. And yet, even after the videos that kept coming out after that were worse and worse and really exemplified how serious and how dangerous the situation was and how close we were to having congressmen or even the vice president being killed that day. And that's the vice president under Donald Trump, by the way. And Donald Trump led this fucking insurrection. Well, he was the one that was put. He was the one who was blaming Pence for for trying to do a thing that he could not do, which is to overturn the election on his behalf. Pence said he couldn't do it, so that's why people were chanting "Hang Pence" as they that's, broke into the Capitol. That's how is, I know it's like a dark time. Um, and this is like the thing that I keep saying is like, what a day to be alive where I'm like worried for Mike Pence's safety and uh, security <laughs> and you know like that I have to when I see you know like heli helicopters going over his house I have to be like oh is he gonna be okay like I shouldn't care Trump, <laughs> at all Trump? about what's happening oh, no. to Mike Pence. <laughs> oh for sure no but Trump uh, apparently yeah he hasn't even checked in on Mike Pence by the way the guy that he incited an insurrection against um, and yeah and and as people started breaking into the Capitol, apparently Trump was running around just excited and baffled. Baffled. I saw that. that. Every, everybody else was like, dude, you need to do something. You need to stop this. And he's like, what do you mean? And apparently the big deal for him was like the dudes who were doing it were kind of ugly. Like they were chuds, of course. So he was like, I don't think he wanted looks some good. sexy. I know he wants. He wanted like some <laughs> some fucking ripped insurrectionists. It was uh, it was um, <laughs> uh, it was apparently too too many. Um, it was a beer gut putsch <laughs> because uh, <laughs> people with no teeth. <laughs> uh, I I mean like the actually the funny thing about this whole situation is that it it it. It bordered, it went from like just absurdity. You saw these pictures of that crazy shaman guy to being terrifying because you saw like clearly these people were not joking around. Like they were pounding on the doors to get into the Capitol, going like, Where's Nancy Pelosi? And we got to track down Chuck Schumer. In some cases, getting assistance from the police, uh, who apparently like gave them directions to some police gave them directions to Chuck Schumer's office and things like that. But they were clearly going to do something. And it's not surprising. This is the culmination of everything we talked about. Everything will, we talked about on this podcast. Yeah, I will say that I'm, I'm making jokes of it now, but I feel like that it's almost like a defense mechanism that my like my personality is doing just to like get by because I, I will say that like my first instinct um and like my my feelings of that day is something that I won't be able to shake I feel like my like the way that my mom related it to is that it's the same way she felt on 9-11 like 11. when she, yeah, when she saw too. yeah when she saw all those people I'm like when I saw all those people I'm like yeah I'm like it felt like like oh my god like this felt this is domestic terrorism that is happening right now on our soil and it was incredibly scary so i'm making jokes of it right now but i feel like it's just a, it's just a defense mechanism because when i think about what happened and i think about all those people who went to that rally it is absolutely frightening to me it's not something that i condone um it's just it's 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 more than frightening it's just it's unacceptable as an american i think i mean i think when we talk about like uh, sorry just to 
really quickly say i think like when we talk about like a 9-11 event right right like we we kind of focus so much on like the death toll which is kind of funny now because then if if that's the case then we're having a 9-11 event every single day and we have been for the past like six months uh but to me this felt like a 9-11 event not in the sense of any of, of the death toll even though there were five deaths i believe uh which is a tragedy but it felt like a, like a 9-11 event in the sense of where do we go from here this is this is clearly a before and clearly an after where we can't just look at america the same way again and what what is the next step and in, in during 9/11 there was kind of like a hurrah moment like oh we're going to get up from this and we're going to get the terrorists and we're going to we're people are going to pay for for what happened this moment right now just feels like how how can we possibly feel the same way about this country ever again how how can we like how can we repair this like is this a brink this is is this still a brink we can come back from or are we off the cliff is it too late? And I, right now, I'm terrified of the answer because I don't, I don't know it, but I'm terrified of what it is. I was at the lowest of the lows when, um, in 2020, during the whole 2020 and during the end of it. But I, and I didn't think I could get lower. Like, are you serious? The whole time during all of this, I've been thinking about Benghazi because I feel like this would be as if like during Benghazi, Hillary Clinton held a rally, incited all this mob, told them to march to the embassy and give them hell. And then instead of it being a U.S. embassy on foreign soil, it's the U.S. Capitol in well, Washington, D.C. Have you read the Benghazi report? Because I'm pretty sure Clinton, Hillary Clinton actually did that in Benghazi. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, she she was out there just like, yeah. She just she actually them, ordered this. March to that embassy. Show I, them strength. Actually, that is such a good correlation that has not. I'm sure someone has written it. It's probably there's probably a tweet somewhere out there that says exactly it what is. you just said. Um, but I, that is something that I had not thought about until you just said it to me. I'm like, wh like what a crazy comparison because the amount of times that I literally had people scream to me, like in my own family, like Benghazi, 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 like what about Benghazi? And like now, like relating this, That's like can I? Is it now going to be socially acceptable? Name. Yeah, can I? Catchy name. <laughs> can That's I, why like, I was saying uh, <laughs> the the beer gut putch. But I, I what I mean, dumb nine eleven. That's not catchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben losery. I don't know. Get come up with one. We need a good one. <laughs> uh, well, we'll the do Q, it after the Q coup. The Q coup. There it is. Because <laughs> most of the again, so many the. Okay, from the perspective of okay, let's let's practice some empathy for the crazy people that just tried to oh overthrow the government. I'm not I'm not actually practicing empathy. I'm saying from their perspective, they literally believe the stupidest things that the election has been stolen from them. Of course, because Trump and the Republicans who were absolutely complicit in this in even in a broader sense than the immediate sense of of you know, they've been feeding people and stoking this shit for years. Like, for years, he's been winking, not even winking, just talking about QAnon. Oh, they're my supporters. You know, they think I do good things. And, and you know, fighting pedophilia is good, that kind of thing. So, of course, you're going to have people who literally think they're going in there 
to execute pedophiles and like rescue kids from cages. Like that's what people are, think they're actually going in there for some of them, I'm sure. Other people think they're just going to quote unquote citizens arrest the legislatures and and force them to vote the right way, <laughs> which is to overturn the election. Um, he didn't I, it's sort of, just like um, like you. He threatened with people with them pretty much. I think as well. After the fact, I mean, after the fact, he he tweeted out something like, "What did he tweet that got him finally banned or almost or they deleted it really quickly?" He said, "These are the kinds of things that happen when you overturn the greatest election win and some bullshit like that." Of course, and it's like, nope, sorry. Twitter at that point, Twitter had had enough, and I understand it from their perspective because at that point, he lives were actively in danger, and if he was still there tweeting out I, there would have been more violence and you know he wasn't like directing it in the sense of like well yes i need you to attack this place but he was doing things like tweeting out like these are the kinds of things that happen when you overturn the greatest election victory of all time and it's like to a certain extent it doesn't well, they're it doesn't... all very special and he they're just all very special and he loves them very much okay oh so God. they just need to, to go do home that. they just need to go home they're, like, they're all very special <laughs> he loves them very much i i i'm unfucking believable people in active sedition against the military, the u.s government breaking into the capital and he puts out a video calling telling it then that he loves them and that they're great and that they're good little boys and that if they just go home he'll he'll tuck them in and give them a cookie uh, just just the most psychotic thing i've ever seen in my childhood the strangest thing is uh, i was watching um i was looking at some coverage uh, you know i listened to a podcast that does coverage of alex jones and his show and they did you know alex jones was watching this live Alex Jones gave a more sincere, he was immediately like, oh, he was like, people, you need to, everybody, stand down, like, you, violence is not the way, like, go, everybody, leave the Capitol. And this is a dude who's always talking about how we need to kill the demons and scoop out the demons. But as soon as the violence got too real for him, he was immediately, like, more sincere than anything Trump put out about this, more concerned about violence happening. It was actually very creepy to see Alex Jones have, like, a, a more come to reality moment than Donald Trump ever has. Yeah. For Alex Jones to have a more mental stability than the current president of the United States kind of just tells you where we are right now. And he's still president, by the way, that's, that's the problem. Like there's still, he's still president for what, eight more days. There's still an inauguration coming up. I don't know about you guys, but I started thinking to myself, like, no, like nothing, nothing, bad could happen like i'm sure they'll they'll ramp up security but every single day i become more and more tense thinking about what's going to happen uh that day the 20th is it the 20th or the 19th i forget but i i don't know I, do you guys share my concern like are you oh, worried? Yeah. i was I'm just talking about that yeah i was just talking about that today um i have like like my two what i call my 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 mommies living in very 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 conservative west texas were saying that they don't know if they want to go out at all that day like they don't know if they can even control themselves with the anger that they feel right now you know like and it's yeah i don't know if i'm i mean i never go out of my house anyway i don't have to worry i was like but i understand 
and I feel for the people that have to to be in the quote unquote front lines. And when I say front lines, I don't even mean like the hosp- like hospitals. I also mean like my the, the Starbucks baristas, the people in yeah. hotel rooms, like you know people who have to be there. Yeah, Sam. What about you? Are you worried? Have you thought about it? Um. Yeah. I mean, they even said that uh, the, the Washington or uh, the Pentagon said. They were going to put, like, 25,000 National Guard for the inauguration. And I was, like, that freaked me out a lot. Like, Yeah, it's January 20th, by the way. Mm-hmm. More than are currently in Afghanistan, something like that. Yeah, wow. that that was, like, I never thought this would happen. It's just yeah. terrifying. It is interesting that we never thought this could happen because we did see, we knew about, the militias we've seen things about the militias we know it's widespread we know tons of these people own guns we know they believe utter absurdities at how like <laughs> how much space is there between that and well yeah they're going to commit atrocities i mean not much if you ask me um the, it it's it, look so trump used uh, we can talk about the social media thing in a second trump was able to essentially when he wanted to. And I think he has this power. I don't think he realized he has this power. Or maybe he just doesn't want to use it. Trump could probably flood any uh, any government building with armed militia people ready to do whatever he said in a couple of hours. Just by, you know, sending out a message via social media. When, so- when, I mean... I think that that's a really good point. Uh, you know, the one thing that I'll say is because I definitely felt like saw something like this happening. Like I, de- I could, I could very easily picture, um, you know, a riot. Like I could even picture them doing, like doing what they did and storming the Capitol. You know, the thing that I think that surprised me is like when I see videos of there's like this horrible, horrible video which I don't necessarily recommend for people, but like where there there's a bunch of the insurrectionists that are beating up a, a Capitol police officer. And for, for some reason, I don't is know it why. The one where they're dragging him down the steps face yeah. down? Yes. Yeah. And beating um, him and chanting, USA, yes. USA, as they're that just beating video. him and he's just It is down. awful. Yeah. And, like, I, and I, I guess like I should, I don't know why I had like this level of like at is the very the least. that died? Did they kill him? I don't know if they, if, I don't know if they died. Sorry, so, I didn't mean. I don't mean to keep. No, I'll be honest. Thing. I didn't. I didn't. I. I didn't look too. I'm like the video is awful. Like, and I couldn't watch too much of it. Um, and the, but the one thing that I say is like the the people who scream like blue lives matter or are all lives matter. I'm just like I can't. Like the one thing that I'll say is I did not picture them doing those actions. Like that is something that I did not imagine. Like I imagined everything else. I was like, but I did think that when when they say that they have quote unquote like so much respect for for police um i mean i don't see those in these actions and that mm. surprised me the reason they're so supportive of of police and they say back the blue and blue lives matter is not because they support individual policemen they support the institution that they that they uh prop up and that's an institution where of white supremacy that's an institution where where white privilege can exist everywhere and and any time a black man or or a black woman wants to say something he or she is going to uh to be suppressed and, and going to be uh thrown into the ground and possibly killed they support that I mean, let's let's be honest. These were the vast majority of these people 
are white supremacists, right? Like th- this was a white supremacist movement marching into the to 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 the U.S. Capitol. It was an anti-Semitic movement. It was it was a fascist movement. Uh, these are not patriots. Like I, I don't care how many American flags they carry. One of them was one of those people was beating those cops with an American flag. Yeah. If you care about the American flag, you don't use it to beat another person. Mm-hmm. That's desecrating the flag. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was going to say a lot of the cops reported that a lot of the people said like, oh, we're on your side as they were like shoving their way through. Like, oh, because they kind of, I think a lot of them expected, well, as soon as they know what we're doing, they're for us and they'll let us through, uh, which was not untrue in certain cases. But for the most part, uh, you know, the videos I saw, the ch- cops were being very, they were very overwhelmed, but they were actually resisting as much as they possibly could under the circumstances, you know, without actually just gunning people down. Um, but, you know, there were obviously issues in the way that the police, uh, in you know, at several levels, you know, there was a staffing, there was certainly some sort of staffing issue. And I think there's a lot of finger pointing going on, but I would not be surprised if down the line, if there's, if there's, you know, a real investigation of this that we find out at, multiple levels there was intentional derogation of duties in order to enable something like this to happen um you know uh at lower levels and at higher levels um you know trump was apparently and there are some several stories indicating that trump was reaching out to elements within the pentagon trying to get them to wait trying to get them to somehow uh <laughs> it's such it's such an insane thing that i'm describing currently literally asking can we do something in the election can the army come in and like stop the count and so we can you know intervene and and maybe rerun some take take control of some of the states and we could rerun the election like insane shit like shit that like paranoid lunatics thought obama was gonna do is the stuff that trump was just openly discussing and contemplating doing um and and you know i think there's gonna be a lot of I don't know if it's all going to come out. I, we're, there's going to be going to need to be some sort of commission, a, like a 9-11 commission report on this thing that explores all of this from all of these angles because there were derogation of duties at multiple levels. And if we're actually serious about doing something about this, which I'm a little afraid we're not, we're going to have to dig out and figure out what at what ranks there were derogations and why and dig those people out. Um one thing yeah. I, d- I did want to say is where I do want to be careful, and I, here's where I reveal my leftiness, is not all the time, not everything a cop does under the circumstances when they're being friendly to a protester or somebody committing a crime should be like, oh, that cop should just be bashing that dude's head in. Like, that's not, <laughs> those are not things I believe no. in. Like, I think there's, you know, there's a, there's obviously complicity and there's obviously aiding and abetting and and there's de-escalation which i think is a real thing that cops should practice so i'm not i don't think uh and i hope that that's a line that people can adhere to but i'm definitely at this point way more afraid that they're going to undercharge these guys and something like this is going to happen again and again and again and again as soon as it happens once yeah. i feel like it's and and this is not the first i mean what wasn't there an invasion of a state house in michigan not too long ago and it wasn't even like a big that big of a story and Trump cheered it on or whatever. 
said, mm-hmm. "Oh, my good, my good boys, or whatever." I'm sure he said it was an against like that. the senator in Michigan. What, who who was it again? Oh, the governor. Oh, governor. They, what, yeah, the governor. That, Michigan. Michigan. that was a different. That was a different thing. That was when they were trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Man, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of so shit that's happened shit. in Michigan. So <laughs> Poor Michigan. <laughs> oh, by the way, and it did remind me of the Trump, the trucks trying to drive the Biden. People off the uh, street, off the, road the in highways, Texas, and Trump yeah. being like, "Oh, look at my great patriots!" Uh, yeah, he yeah. absolutely caused this to happen. He oh, he praised, yes, he praised violence. He praised violence against people who don't align with his views. Uh, but just to go back really fast before we get off of it, um, I am absolutely scared of that last item you said of people not being serious about really doing investigations or really making people. Uh, pay for their actions specifically of course like donald trump here or anyone else that aided and abetted him in um you know like all all the actions that have taken place during his presidency um there there's been so many things where like why you know like do we need to do this like he's only gonna be in office for one more week like does it matter and i was like absolutely this is the worst this is the worst that i've ever seen the united states i've i've i you know i've not been alive for 100 years i was like but um I'm like this the the equivalency of the fear and division that he's created is I'm not sure if it I don't know how long it's going to take to to repair. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that totes because I think that's a good way to segue into what else or what next I want to talk about, which is what Republicans are, or the argument that Republicans are using now to kind of just throw this under the rug, which is just like it's time to heal. It's time to move on. It's time to unite the country, which is just the biggest bag of bullshit that I've ever fucking smelled in my entire life. Like, of course, they're going to say this. These people just and when I say these people, I mean, like a good segment of the Republican Party, including high ranking members, not just Donald Trump, but uh, Donald Trump, but Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, um, Kevin McCarthy. They just moments before this were uh, were fighting to overthrow the entire election i think it was still the majority of majority of republicans in the house voted for it in the house yes and now like after this it's like well now it's time for all of us to come together uh under joe biden somehow and and joe biden needs to heal this country after time to come together under the demon pedophiles (laughs) join hands Uh, oh god and it's obvious what it is right like this, it's obvious that this is just an attempt to, to let's disregard this. Let's let's not do any investigations. Let's definitely not move uh, forward with impeaching Donald Trump. Uh, let's just put this in the past. This is the party that investigated Benghazi for what, two, three, four years? Like they still bring it up now. And now is the time that we just need to move on from this catastrophe. No, the, the thing about healing is that there is no healing without accountability. There is no unity without actually getting rid of the, of these rotten parts of our society there is no coming together with nazis that was the whole point that's the reason we fought a war right we didn't say let's unite let's heal we said we need to <laughs> defeat this enemy and this is to 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 use terms like healing and unity and and that we all need to come together now is such an insulting thing to every single American, or it should be insulting to every single American. And it's, it really saddens me that still, still after all this, there's a 
good chunk of the Republican Party that still wants to just carry on this bullshit until the very end. It um, not though not that they're the same because they're obviously very different. But it reminds me of uh, thoughts and prayers during a gun violent during gun violence. It's just the thoughtless and you know, just they just don't care anymore. It seems. I agree. I, it's that. It's 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 just using these like very shallow sentiments to to not tackle the very serious problems because it's not politically beneficial for them to do so. Yeah, they don't want to get this this Trump base angry any any more than Trump does. You know, like they're afraid of them and not afraid of them and like we are like of getting killed. They're afraid of not getting votes. So let's let's say let's hypothetically say that some of these crazier QAnon types got through before the lawmakers were able to flee the chamber. And they did like a mass arrest and ended up like killing maybe one of the lawmakers or something. I think the Republicans would be doing the exact same thing, honestly. They would still be talking about, they would be like, this was, we need to condemn this horrible violence, but again, we can't be divisive and blame each other and blame the yeah they'd be doing the exact same thing um this is how fascist movements deflect blame really they're so good uh, at it too like literally just look at ted cruz like ted cruz is like the biggest like he's the ugh, like he's so it, it, <sighs> it, it makes me i like it there's no words i'm like but literally he what like just days before he was saying like oh this is election fraud like this is like the worst election fraud that has ever happened in the United States and now how every many of these fucking Republicans tweeted 1776 before this <laughs> that I would like a catalog of that because I saw it everywhere from and, and but like if you go to his Twitter right now though every single tweet is literally about how big big tech is against like it's all it's all just about big tech and how they're you know they're yeah. censoring us it's all censorship like he has so quickly he's like okay market the marketing team what do we do how do i come back from this let's talk about censorship like because after 9 11 the big deal was how they censored al-qaeda how they cut al-qaeda out of all the communications networks we were like whoa they censored al-qaeda they cut them out of the communication networks we got to talk about it that was like the big story remember there is literally a conservative movement right now on Twitter crying about how many followers they lost. I saw that. Uh, yes. Like, even forget about the, the this horrible, crazy incident in the U.S. Capitol. We're still in a circumstance where more than 4,000 people die every day of COVID-19. And these people have the audacity to talk about Twitter followers. And this is like, how, where is the leadership? What, what ideas do they have? Like, what? Are these people even like even remotely interested in governance anymore, or are they? Do they just want to be Twitter trolls? Like, is that their day job now? Is that is that the, what they want to be going forward? I I think it is a, just a, an attempt to distract from the issue, right? Because they can say, well, this is just big tech censorship. They're already downplaying it. I mean, I said, oh, within a week, they'll be talking about how this is a frat party. It was like within a couple of hours, they were down. They were like, oh, it was just a couple of bad apples. Uh, and, oh, they're all criminals. And also it was Antifa and anarchists. <laughs> they were. Yeah, that's were the, the thing. It's like, oh, they don't they don't represent MAGA. They don't represent uh, Trump's America. Go ahead, Sam. Sorry, I, I was going to say it's, it's privilege to them. That's what it is. It's like. 
if they don't think if something is harming them, then it's harming their privilege, their um, their quote unquote rights. But if something's happening to someone else, like a, a, a African American person who is like choked to death, it doesn't it doesn't bother them. Like, well, it's, it's well, I guess it's white privilege, but I mean, I'm just I don't know. No, it is privilege because it's it's it really is. I mean, because they're they're. I mean, fuck this. The whole reason they did this was because they idiotically think they lost an election because of cheating, flatly against all reality. And they just ran buck wild and were given like the opportunity to do so because of who they are and who and who they support. Um, because again, I think any other protest movement would have been massacred at the door or at the Capitol if they tried to do something like that. Um, and I don't even think it's controversial saying something like that. No, but I, but it's it's like what you said earlier. It's not like I would want them to be massacred. I don't want anyone no, to be massacred ever. You know, like that's not what that's not a goal here. But they would have definitely been treated differently. No, it would be nice if they could use some of that de-escalation in the Black Lives Matter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this whole thing is an example of white privilege. I mean, they they walked into the U.S. Capitol and they stole shit. Like in front of, they live streamed their own crimes for the love of God. Like, and then getting upset when they were paced, painted as terrorists after the fact <laughs> when they did something very illegal, committed sedition. Um, mo- you know, it's not it's not a it's not a coincidence that this is. This is for a president who has very explicitly been ac- uh, against the idea of sort of a multiracial democracy. And, you know, the fragility of that democracy, I think, is was crystallized for me when I when I saw this, because it, it, it really, you know, it's, again, this is this is a armed men trying to basically invalidate the votes of black voters <laughs> in largely black cities uh, saying they're illegitimate, saying they're fraudulent and saying, you know how we know, because we're going to take these weapons and we're going to put strike fear into the hearts of the people who decide um, that is not unusual in American history. Um, and I don't think it's a coincidence that that's where we ended up today. <laughs> and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that unlike a place like you know Germany or some Central American and South American countries that have had truth, genuine truth and reconciliation with their racial history. Um, America really has not done that, um, which is why we still fight about Confederate statues to this day. Yeah, um, and and it's it's sort of like it. You know, I spent the last four years increasingly panicked about Trump, you know, again, winking at these insane groups and uh, being told that that was an overreaction and that I was it was just words. And 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 then he incited literally a, an attack against the U.S. Capitol. And so I don't think we can say, oh, it's just words. Uh, you know, he's just being politically incorrect and whatever. Uh, because this is this has gotten to the point where just words is, is literally and just lies is literally creating a situation where you have groups of people who are willing to not only break the law but 
go to jail on behalf of Donald Trump. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I, I still think the whole like, should we be surprised that this happened? And I think logically speaking, of course, we shouldn't, right? Like there, there's been enough evidence and there's been a, a there's been a long winding path towards this moment. And yet, I think emotionally speaking, it's impossible not to be shocked by this moment. I think it's it's impossible to to not look at, at those events and and look at it in fear and in shock and in complete disappointment. Uh, I mean, Donald Trump is like the opposite of the perfect significant other that after so many years, like they still surprise you with, with something amazing, but it's like the opposite. It's, it's like, Oh, Donald, after all these years, you still hate America this much. Yeah. That's, that's been my favorite. That's honestly been like my favorite meme to like handle all of this is, you know, when, you know, back in 2016, like, okay, it's just four years. How bad can it be? And then it's like turns to now, like do, do the insurrectionists know that there's a, global pandemic uh, ravaging the lands you know and so i'm like oh my gosh yeah it got really bad i didn't picture it being this bad i thought you know i think a lot of people assume they could put like their head in the dirt kind of thing just try to get through the next four years but it it is impossible i feel and almost immoral to like not be at you know like at least somewhat informed of what's happening right now and um Daniel, I want to go back to what you said previously about countries like Germany like healing from their past. And I want to disagree with that because I think Germany is one big example where I don't think they truly have. I mean, there's they're neo-Nazis now, but they're still Nazis. That's true. No, I'm not saying that Germany is perfect or anything like that. I mean, um, but it is worth noting that the symbols of Nazism are not venerated there. It's actually illegal to venerate the symbols of Nazism, whereas, you know, the Confederate statues are, are everywhere, you know? Uh, um, but, but no, that is, that, that's, that's very true. I, I was not trying to imply that, that uh, Nazi German or sorry, Germany was, was uh, sort of fully through its, its Nazi past or anything like that. Just that we have to actually reckon with what's happening and not just be like, oh, let's sweep it under the rug. Because I, the, the trolley nature of this is actually legitimately terrifying to me because it lets people downplay it in a way that's very frightening. And it really reminds me of the Christchurch killer and how he was like a 4chan troll and how he basically said he like put some re- like kind of crazy post on 8chan was like check it out i'm gonna get a high score or some bullshit like that and then he massacred like 46 muslims <laughs> so uh yeah so so the trolling nature of that like don't don't ever let like the the idea that these are buffoons not like make you realize that they're you know capable buffoons are capable of committing the worst atrocities you can imagine and have in history um you know hitler the Nazis were considered buffoons. The goose-stepping thing, that doesn't just look goofy to us. That looked goofy in the day, too. But um, it let it let them get away with... And, and again, a lot of fascist groups do this. It lets them get away with a certain amount of... Foonery lets them get away with violence because then you can turn around and downplay it. 
and say, well, this was just a bunch of idiots who decided to have a party and, and go in there and, you know, poop on the floor or whatever. This is not like a violent insurrection. And then until the next time it happens and then people are murdered. And then it's just, oh, no, it was well, people were murdered this time. People were killed this time. And, you know, arguably a lot of those people are responsible for felony murder for the murder of the one of the individuals who was killed and for the murder of the police officer. Um, but, you know, it's being downplayed anyway. Next time, more people are going to die and then it will be downplayed. That's how that's how nascent fascist movements sort of creep up and become like full-blown fascist movements is that they're, yeah. they're sort of given given the room to to maneuver and given a sort of and given us a, a veneer of of uh of respectability in in and i don't think that's going to happen here um because i think people are oh i hope people are shocked enough or enough people are shocked enough by this to reject it with all of their might <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I've heard, you know, I've heard anecdotal evidence of GOP lawmakers going back to their constituents and the constituents being like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, let's do more stuff like that, which is like, oh, okay, great. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a, a an impeachment process going through Congress once again. Uh, Donald Trump will probably be the first president to be impeached twice. He it looks like he will most certainly be impeached uh, by the House. Um, well, whether he will be indicted by the Senate is unclear. Do you guys think this is a good idea? Uh, because there's a lot of, like, I can buy some of the arguments against it, right? Like, I, I one, I, do, I definitely agree. I think Donald Trump should be impeached. I think we need to have everybody on record to vote how they feel, especially after this catastrophic incident. I have heard some of those like kind of counter arguments where it's like his president presidency is about to end. This will probably like go into Joe Biden's presidency, which means the first month or two months or so is that's going to be that's going to hold front and center rather than any kind of major covid relief, any kind of um uh, his his uh, cabinet appointments, uh, any other kind of ma major legislations like do do you really want this impeachment trial to overtake that, or should we quote unquote move on and allow the Joe Biden presidency to just start uh, addressing its agenda? I, I've had this discussion and like the debate, and I understand like people you know like and like how they're saying that we shouldn't go through with it. But I think the number one reason that we should, like without a doubt, and if you have any any like love of democracy, is the number one reason to do it is that he won't be able to run again ever if he is impeached, you know, like, and right. truly, truly impeached. And that to me, I'm like, if you want a safe haven of not having someone who, you know, can try to overtake democracy, like let's impeach this guy like we need to impeach him like there's to me there's no other there's no other argument for it i don't think i think that there's no question in that it needs to happen i think they technically have to have a second vote in order to make sure that he does not he's suspended mm -hmm. but yeah it it is i think they are you know one can follow the other and i do think that you know they're they're considering trying him in abstention after he leaves and i think that is is an okay thing to do because I think at the end, I, I agree that I think he does. We need to set a, a very definite 
fucking precedent in this country <laughs> that the president cannot uh, create a completely propagandistic reality, use it to sick his uh, psychotic supporters in order to disrupt a legitimate electoral process. Um, so I think he does have to be impeached. Um, you know, strategically, I think they the Democrats should, if they can, you know, the, there's a legal question, but I think they should wait until after he's out and impeach him. And and again, you know, it's it's going to be symbolic, but I would rather he not have the power to, you know, use the presidency when he's impeached. I know that sounds weird, but I would rather him be gone and then have him be impeached. Because yeah. um, who the fuck knows what's going to happen uh, if if he's in office. And I do think this is going to be an incredibly, you know, I saw Mitch McConnell came out in favor of impeachment. I don't know. I'm not really sure why he's doing that. Maybe just to that's, sort of. I don't believe that's true. I don't think he came out in favor of impeachment. This is private. Like he's he's told like aides that he's pleased that Democrats are are pushing impeachment. He, but even then, he doesn't like. I don't think there was ever an indication, even privately, that he said he's going to be in favor of it if it ever comes to the Senate. Well, whatever. He's the Senate Minority Leader now, so fuck him. Who cares what he's in favor of? <laughs> <laughs> but. I do think I do think it's going to be more divisive in the GOP because I think there is a very there's a very uh, sharp contrast in the GOP between there's basically three camps. There's the reality camp who wants nothing to do with any of these people. There's the camp who think it was stolen from Trump, but that they shouldn't do anything about it. And then there's the camp who thinks it was stolen for Trump and that this is what they should do. And I feel like there there really is going to be tension there that's not going to be as easily resolvable as Mitch McConnell saying, oh, let's throw Trump under the under the bus. Because if they legitimately believe it was stolen from Trump, then the Republican Party looks like a bunch of jackasses for letting it get stolen and not doing anything. And cowardly jackasses for not actually doing anything about it. Um, which is pretty funny. <laughs> I just I just don't even understand the rationale of like, oh, this election was absolutely rigged, except for the places that Republicans won seats or an in, in area. Like, I just don't understand. Right, no, they're I, not make any challenging sense. any of those elections. Yeah, it's just the... It's like, can we challenge Mitch McConnell's area? Because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Susan Collins, rigged free. Somehow she always gets away. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, I I still have quite a bit of trouble processing everything that happened these last few weeks. Joe Biden, the theme of his inauguration is it's like United America or something like that. <laughs> like America united together. Uh, Which, to be fair, like that's that was his whole thing from the very beginning, right? I like, know he but... is, that that's the reason <laughs> why Republicans are doing this is because he you're supposed to be the keeler and the uniter. Uh, this that, that they're being op opportunistic. Like Joe Biden's not going to walk away from that. I don't. I haven't heard any ind indication that he's against impeachment, and I hopefully I hopefully he sticks with that. Um, I mean, he has a fifty fifty Senate majority. Now, technically, with Kamala Harris being the the tiebreaker. Wow, we didn't even uh, talk about the election. How yeah, oh my it, gosh. it's fine. I, I think that's fine. I think that's been this. This has been 
enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, guys. It's been it's been a terrible week. It's been I can honestly say this week has been worst, I believe for me and also for the nation than any week in 2020. And to me, I'm I'm blown away that I have to say that. Because even then, like, yeah, you can talk about like, well, what about the start of the pandemic? But, you know, this whole week, the pandemic has been as worse as it could possibly be. Like 4000 people still died. Donald Trump is still president. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is still dead, you know. And then now this happened like this. This feels like a devastating blow that it, it somehow I, I managed to, like, take every other blow and get back up. But this one felt like. I wanted to stay down. I'm not saying I will, and I'm not saying this country will, but this one was the one where like it hit me the hardest, and it's it honestly this whole week I've been I've been in the dumps. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I don't think I think that a lot of people feel that way, even if they don't realize or like know why they feel this way. Like people being unmotivated, um, not like I don't know. It's just just generally not not happy. And if they don't know why, it's probably because of this. This is this is a major moment that's happened in our history. Um, I think it brought to light for people who didn't think that this would happen. Like maybe we saw this coming, but I promise, you know, like everyone's were you know Republican uncle. I don't know if they saw this coming because they saw this coming unless they were invited and went to it. So, <laughs> I mean, I can't say what. 100% that I saw this coming, you know, like, totes, like, I, when I invited you to this episode, it was with the idea to talk about, like, movies and the future of movies, and it was going to be, like, a serious but also fun conversation, and here we are talking about the possible end of democracy, like, that's, true. that's within 10 days, like, that's, that's, that's how serious this to this... be fair i thought this would happen but i thought it was gonna happen after Jan you know inauguration day and my episode was before then so <laughs> yeah, if i had <laughs> daniel you were gonna say something oh uh, i was gonna say we should there are things obviously to celebrate we have the presidency well not yet but soon hopefully we will have the presidency we'll have the senate we'll have the house Donald Trump is banned from Twitter, hopefully forever, <laughs> and Facebook, and fuck him, and and um, Pinterest, and Etsy, and um, like just everywhere. Yeah, and parlor's gone. I'm sure they're gonna pop up elsewhere. And you know what? I I can already see Twitter unbanning him at some point. So, I mean, they left him unbanned for years, and they banned him five days before the end of presidency. It's a little ridiculous, but and he, it's not like he wasn't stoking like all kinds of crazy shit the entire time i mean um sorry i started to be positive and then i went down a hole look i think there's a lot of stuff to celebrate in 2021 <laughs> so far trump being banned from twitter pretty amazing do you guys we're gonna remember where were you when trump was banned from twitter at your house hopefully or you're I, working <laughs> i was i don't I was on Twitter. I don't remember exactly where I was, but I was definitely on Twitter. So, <laughs> yeah, I was at my house because that's the only place I I am. <laughs> if you ask me where I was in 2020, <laughs> it's probably here. 2021. <laughs> I was in my house, staring at my computer or my phone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those are the only places. Watching I everybody am. react to Trump being bad from Twitter. <sighs> 
Is there anything else anybody wants to say about this this fucking shit show of a week? Then let's go ahead and end it there. Well, one last thing I do want to say, actually. I, I just want to talk about the Republican Party because I've been dealing with the Republican Party or, or have or been reflecting on the Republican Party for years now. And I've dealt with a lot of their bullshit. And all of them I could not understand, but I can kind of just deal with, just deal with that bullshit. It's like, sure, I understand. You want to be a fucking neocon? You want to be like Bill uh, Crystal uh, or Dick Cheney? Like, I fucking get it it's horrific you want to be like a, a fake libertarian where you talk about personal responsibility until you actually have to be responsible for something and then you 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 play the victim fine be that bullshit i get that that's all politics it's still horrible i still disagree with it but somehow it felt somewhat acceptable even if perhaps it never should have been but now when I look at the Republican Party and really anybody that's even remotely closely associated with them, I really do just want to ask them, is this okay with you? Is this what you want your party to be? Not the party of George W. Bush, not the party of Dick Cheney, not the party of John Boehner or, or Paul Ryan, but the party of Donald Trump, the party of fascism, the party of white supremacy, the party of Nazi Germany, the party of Donald Trump. And if you're okay with that, if you say yes to that, then there is no healing you. And to be honest, you are nobody I want to unite with. That's our show. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week for another episode of Friendly Reminder.